Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us now from The Athletic, uh, covering the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, our buddy Eric Name of The Athletic. Eric, uh, did you hear Coach on with us earlier? I did not hear him. Did you guys have a good conversation? He was wonderful. He was, uh, he was, he was very jovial. He was uh, great to talk to, very honest uh, in his opinion about things. Uh, the interest is, I guess the interesting fact is that he is going to have to manage his team health-wise and legs-wise and get them ready for the postseason as opposed to just stacking wins from here on out. I thought that was a rather interesting comment. He said he has a responsibility to keep the team ready for the postseason at this point, which is almost a page right out of the Popovich handbook, you know? Yeah, no, I think for him like it makes a ton of sense that you know he's going to have to go out here and he's going to have to make sure that they're ready to go, they're healthy, and they're going to be fine because, you know, obviously trying to stack up wins. And I know Giannis the other night mentioned 63 wins, which is just way more than, than I think you would think it would be necessary. That means going 8-0 in the final eight. Um, I don't think that is necessary. But, you know, this team is about winning. Giannis is obviously, you know, obsessed with all of that. But at the same time, Bud's got to make sure that he holds out the people that he needs to hold out and, you know, he's able to keep the people healthy that he needs to keep healthy. So I think it's going to be a true test for them to, to get through this, make sure everyone's happy. And then, I mean, ultimately, I think the hope would be that Nikola Mirotic can join them at some point before the end of the regular season. And if so, I think that's kind of perfect because then you can have him be back in the rotation while also resting other guys. And it's kind of a – a two for one there. So, so we'll see if that's able to, to happen here in the next couple of weeks. So last night they got, I mean, they were down by 11 at one point. Next thing you know, you blink your eyes, they're back tied. After that, you blink your eyes, they're up by five, and they never, never look back after that. Uh, how much, if any, do you believe last, night, last night's win goes a long way to, I don't want to say bolstering confidence, but you know what I mean? It just, it just had, it started to get that playoff atmosphere type of, uh, you know, place last night. You know what I mean? I mean, when the the sequence in the second quarter where Bledsoe gets the steal and that he's ended up going back and forth with Harden, he kind of gets in Harden's face, he flexes a little bit at him. When the crowd went off during that moment, that was that was playoff that was playoff energy. Like it wasn't it wasn't for the whole game, it wasn't the entire night. But when the crowd needed to get up, they did, and they brought it during that time. And you know, I I was impressed with you know. Bledsoe being able to bring that in a big game because if you're looking at question marks for this team that, you know, how are they going to do in the playoffs? Like, I don't think those questions involve Giannis Dettacumbo at all. Like, uh, Giannis has been fine in the last two playoffs. He's, he's played up to his numbers or a little bit better in both playoff series. It's been, been the other guys. Uh, against Toronto, Middleton wasn't as good as he needed to be. He's coming back from an injury. Uh, last year against the Celtics, he was great. They didn't have Bledsoe the year before against the Raptors, so you know they were asking a lot out of a rookie and Malcolm Brogdon, out of Scott Maker. But last year against the Celtics, Bledsoe imploded. Like, there's there's really no way around it. So to see him have 
that big of a night against someone as good as James Hart and score and defend and do all of that on national TV when all the eyes are on them with the MVP battle. Like, I just thought it, I thought that was huge. And again, like you said, I don't know that it gives them any more confidence or anything like that, but I do think it shows that, you know, they can really go out there and they can go out there and, and handle themselves. And, and that is big going into the playoffs. So how far, if at all, did last night go in determining, maybe swaying from one side to the other in MVP race? See, uh, going into it, uh, and I got into a conversation with Howard Beck from Bleacher Report, long time I'd be a writer about this, and, you know, I had said before the game that, you know, there's a good chance that if one of them has a big performance here, like, voters could use this as a deciding factor, right? They could use this as a tiebreaker. They could use this in their head to you know, attempt to figure out, okay, this is the reason why I'm voting Harden or Giannis. And, you know, he, he said that he didn't really think people treated it like that. And I said, well, you know, maybe not you, but I do think there are some voters out there that could use this and, you know, have just the recency bias of, I just saw this happen, so this is how I feel. Um, so I, I do think it, it was certainly possible, but with the way that both played, I don't think it really is going to play into it at all because, it wasn't like Giannis had a great night. It wasn't like uh, Harden had a great night. Uh, so with them, it, it was it was just a spot where uh, I don't know that that's going to come into play at all uh, with the MVP. I uh, I was sitting there last night watching, and I agree with you. I don't think last night did much in the sense of you know watching an MVP all of a sudden emerge in front of us. I I really enjoyed just watching the back and forth, and I agree with you that it was more for the fans to see that type of uh, a performance than it was anything else. But looking at what Bledsoe did last night, I got to be honest, Bledsoe plays like that, you know, I mean, he's really stepped his game up since since Malcolm Brogdon went down and also playing a lot more minutes. You hope that he can keep that kind of pace up throughout, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, throughout this season, Mike Budenholzer has not been shy about saying, when Eric is really good, we are really good. And, you know, I, I think it's it's pretty much undeniable at this point. And I would have to dig into the stats a little bit further. But, you know, it feels like any any night where Bledsoe has a big game, where Bledsoe has, you know, just a big quarter where he takes over defensively, where he's able to get to the rim, like, when those things happen – the Bucks are just really good, like just undeniably so. They are, they're really good on those nights. Uh, so yeah, I would totally agree with you. And again, I don't know that that's always going to happen. I don't know if that's always going to be the Eric Bledsoe that you're going to get. But in those moments, in those games, you can see that this team can just feed off of him. And, and I thought that's exactly what happened in that third quarter. And I mean, they didn't even need to roll the ball out for the fourth quarter because it was, it was over at that point. He, he he shut it down in the third quarter, and that was that. Um, Brogdon, now we were talking to Coach, and he just said, hey, he's progressing. You know, they hope to get him back sooner rather than later. Didn't really give me a timetable. What is your thought? Uh, because to me, and I keep telling people because they keep saying, well, four weeks, he'll be back. Four weeks is, that's, I think, a little aggressive for that type of injury, don't you? Yeah, I think it's a little bit aggressive. For me, I think organizationally, it's not something that Bud will ever talk about because he doesn't want to, you know, put pressure on Malcolm or anything like that. And, you know, the same thing for, for Horace or anyone higher up. But, you know, I get the feeling from the players around the team that they're thinking he will be ready for their second-round playoff series. And, and, again, maybe that means halfway through their second-round playoff series. Maybe that means at the beginning of it. Um, but, you know, that puts the timetable at about six weeks. 
So to me, I, that feels the most realistic uh, that at some point during that second round series, Brogdon is able to get back out on the floor. And uh, it is also important to note that getting back out on the floor is a different thing than being 100%. Uh, th- those are two very different things. So it's like he will have to play himself into shape a little bit. He will have to get himself back into rhythm. So I have to figure out how different they've become without him and, you know, who takes a little bit smaller role. So, you know, it's, that's a lot to figure out in a playoff series. So that's why I keep mentioning just how big it, it'll be to have home court and, you know, try to find all of those other advantages on the margins a little bit that, that can really help you out and put you in a good spot to win that second-round series. Talking with Eric Name of the Athletic covering the Milwaukee Bucks. So with Brogdon out and, and obviously Bledsoe stepping up his game but playing a lot more minutes, who then begins to also saturate some of those minutes that Brogdon is, it would normally handle? I mean, they've just had a bunch of guys step up, which is, you know, I think something theoretically we thought was possible, but weren't really 100% sure what happened when he went down. But, I mean, George Hill has returned from injury. He's been a whole lot better. Uh, he's really been aggressive as of late attacking the basket and, you know, really making some nice plays there. Sterling Brown has returned from injury. He has that physicality, that edge, that that I think is just undeniable when you watch him, you know, go – toe-to-toe with Dwayne Wade the other night, go toe-to-toe last night with Chris Paul, and, you know, just not be afraid of any challenge. And then on top of that, you have a guy like Pat Connaughton who's played 30 minutes last night, who's been hitting shots as of late, who's been all over the floor defensively. Like, all those guys have kind of stepped up and and just kind of done what everyone thought. Uh, throughout the season, you know, you we've heard people mention that, you know, there's not a deeper team in the league, one through 13. And, you know, I think it, that's always a nice thing to say in theory. That means you have guys that you like on the bottom of the roster, but, you know, they actually have to be able to play and affect games when injuries happen. And, you know, I think after a little bit of a bumpy stretch uh, after the All-Star break, I think a lot of those guys have kind of stepped up and, and really been able to step in and make an impact. Good stuff as always, Eric. We will uh, chat again next week, and uh, we'll be efforting towards the postseason after that, okay? I look forward to it. Thank you. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Eric Name of the Athletic joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.